Hello mm. there. Hi everyone. And uh, belatedly, a happy new year. And happy Chinese New Year to those who celebrate Chinese New Year. That's right, we like to cover all our bases here, don't we? Well, also because my family celebrates Chinese New Year. Yes, we're, we're very multicultural, uh, which is very relevant, I suppose, because we're going to be embarking uh, on in this first episode of 2021 on uh, a new series of sorts uh, to do with, I guess, uh, culture clashes or differences in culture, right? Yeah, we thought we'd um, make the podcast a bit more thematic and not just Sam lost two teeth. Mm. Um, and we, I don't know, swam in the pool. So we thought we would deal with maybe missions issues a bit more. Like I think we wanted to at the beginning. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to start this. I was on a course a couple weeks ago run by one of the ministries here and it was on cross-cultural communication and Craig did this course six years ago. That's right. It's, it's taught by a gentleman called... Stephen Hawthorne, who's a he's an American missionary here in Bolivia in another city called Potosi. He's a doctor, great guy, and uh, but a lot of the course material is based on a, a fantastic book called Foreign to Familiar uh, by Sarah. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. It's spelled L A N I E R I E R. So Lanier, Lanier. Not sure. Anyway, fantastic little book. Very very short. Could read it in a day. Yeah, talking about the... No pictures, though. That's the only thing. Well, there's a picture on the cover. That's true. Um, Talking about the differences between hot and cold climate cultures. Yeah, it's a kind of broad division uh, of the world. Yeah, and they use various categories, or she uses various categories to kind of show how in some cultures you do it this way, and in other cultures you do it this way. So the course was based along that. And one of the things that really jumped out at me was we had to do this personal profile and you answered all these questions and then it broke down whether you were one or the other. And the one we're going to talk today about today is time. So mm. the difference between being monochromatic or polychromatic. I think the word... I learned... I did the course in Spanish. Okay. So the right. word is... It's been so... Okay, it's been so long since uh, I did the course. I'm sure those are probably chromatic. roughly it. It's been so long since I did it, you're going to have to remind me which is which. Right. So cold culture climates would generally be the, where we're from. Mm. So North America, Canada, um, Europe um, are generally monochromatic. Mm-hmm. And then warm culture climates where we live now um, generally tend to be polychromatic. And what does that mean? Okay. So... Um, I guess for most of you, I'm assuming, listening to this, will probably recognize the concept of being monochromatic, where we we want to arrive on time. We don't like to be late. You respect people by arriving on time. You show that you value them and the meeting you're having by being on time. You also, so you let the watch or your clock dictate your day. Um, Whereas if you're polychromatic, you don't let your watch dictate your day. The concept is you can do anything in time you there is not you're not just doing one thing you can do everything time does not time is this beautiful elastic thing yes like exactly a pizza dough. like a pizza dough yes. um it is kind of the concept that watching the clock actually disrespects the person you're mm. with because you're kind of saying i have to be somewhere else and i need to go now um so arriving late 
is not a big deal because everyone understands that what you were doing before could have been just as important. That's right. I remember uh, a few years ago, I think it was around the time that the US was debating whether to wind down its troop levels in Afghanistan. Uh, I think this is a good example of this. I think an Afghan tribesman was speaking to a US general uh, or some such person about the whole situation. Uh, and they were talking about the, the great political pressures at home and the time pressures uh, of everything. And the Afghan tribesman said to the general, hey, you guys have watches, but we have time. I think that's quite profound. And that, that sums up the, the differences quite well, I feel. Absolutely, I think so. Um, again, this is generalizations, mm. but they are um, noticeable in, in an anthropologic way, so yeah. I, they have validity. Um, so one of the things that I noticed when I filled out my personal profile um, was that I pretty much am equal on both. So it's not like I'm one or the other. Or are you perfect? I, well, I don't think that's the point. Uh. <laughs> it's not about getting a perfect score on a profile. But it's about kind of seeing where you are. And the thing is, I definitely was not that person when I arrived here 11 years ago. We have just finished 11 years, completed 11 years in the field. And it just made me realize how much 11 years has changed me. Mm. Um, and I'm not the same person. I don't maybe value the same things like being punctual <laughs> the same way that I maybe did before. That's not to say that I don't try but at the same time if i'm late i'm not bothered yeah i think it's, it's the same for me maybe to a slightly lesser extent uh but yeah if you know my family um dad hi we're very big on punctuality um yeah i would be if, if there was some engagement on uh i would you know we would generally try and get there way before it started that sort of thing um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's been quite an adjustment here to, to a very different culture. For example, big social engagements like weddings. Or graduations. Or, or quinces. Quince just means 15th birthday. That's quite a big deal for, for young women here. Or girls, basically. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. So 15th birthday parties. Yeah. So that sort of thing. Uh, what have we? What did we learn about punctuality? Uh, what are we still learning about that here? <laughs> yeah, don't ever show up on time because yep. no one will be there, mm. and you will sit by yourself for two hours. If um, two, sometimes three, yeah. four. Yeah. Oh, I definitely think we've done two, two and a half. Something that I read in the book, I remember that I wonder if that's kind of a baseline here. Is apparently in, in cultures in Africa. The, the whole idea of the time that the wedding starts is actually the time that everybody starts getting ready to attend the wedding, including the bride herself. Uh, maybe there's something of that, uh, something in that here as well in Bolivia. Um, yeah, yeah, no one's bothered if they show up and they've actually missed the ceremony or something. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this is the time I've arrived and I'll just join the party right here. Mm. But there's no like, oh, I missed the bows or something. It's quite quite like, often randomly here in Bolivia, they'll, they'll actually walk in and, and greet everyone, even if it's during the ceremony. Yes, hola, hola, buenas noches. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just, just like we did, I suppose, at the beginning of this podcast, uh, we rudely interrupted your day. Yes, well, I remember feeling very proud of myself and it's they've been more recent definitely didn't happen near the beginning of our time here but when i arrived perfectly 
Like I've arrived maybe like 15 minutes before they were serving the food. I was mm. like, I have nailed this puppy down. Was <laughs> I was like, yeah. I have got this right. I haven't showed up too early. I've showed up just as other people are arriving and just in time to eat. So it's not like I have to sit here and like be deafened by loud music. Oh, and the thing is, it is very challenging, especially if you're someone like me who has an increasing tendency to fall asleep in front of the telly at about half past nine. Okay, so Quince for example, I remember in Trinidad, we once went to Quince. I think it would have been built to start at eight. Uh, I think by that time we were fairly used to things. Yeah. So I think we got there like 10, 30, 11. Um, but anyway, it was actually a Saturday night and we had church the next day. Um, so, you know, we wanted to be uh, respectful to the family, but it was getting to like one in the morning and there's a sort of midnight meal that is served. Well, the food hadn't even been served at this point and you're eating during the night, all this kind of thing. Um, and so we were like, we were actually with friends from the church as well. We said, you know what, we have to call this. This is for a young guy in the church. We said, look, we, we said, cheerio, you know, thanks so much. We said goodbye to his folks and everything. We got in the car and we're halfway down the road when we see someone sprinting uh, to our car in the rear view mirror. And it's this dude that turns up with uh, four trays or four plastic plates of food. Says, here, here, we wanted to make sure you got your food. You don't want to leave without your food. <laughs> this is like 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Cultural differences right yeah. there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, things like that don't really phase me anymore. Um, now, what I would say is since we've moved, I guess we've seen a cultural difference within Bolivia. And here again, we see the the nuances of this, that it's not just one dividing line between all cultures. Uh, I would say that Santa Cruz is it's more urban. I'd say it is a bit more punctual than Trinidad was, which was more provincial. A bit. I wouldn't. It's nowhere near the level of punctuality or the way time is viewed and valued as it is back home. Mm. But it's a bit more in that direction than it was in Trinidad. But, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say I'm meeting someone for coffee. And it'll be an expat. It'll be like another person from Canada or the UK. And I'll be like meeting for coffee. And I'll get in the car 15 minutes late. And I'll send a message. Oops, sorry. Leaving late. And I'll get a message back in. Yeah, me too. Sorry. I have to do this before I get there. And I'll show up. And one of us is probably still waiting another 10 minutes. <laughs> and it doesn't phase us at all. The culture really molds you in that regard. It does. Yeah. It really does. And um, the problem is when we go home... I'm going to be like over anxious to be like, Grandma's waiting. We can't be this late. Yeah. Um, because we're not used to being on time anymore. And so we, no, 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 put your shoes on now. Yes. So, so yeah, that is quite an adjustment uh, when we go, when we get back. But, uh, but yeah, that is, uh, those are our musings about time. About <laughs> See what time. I did there. Uh, Anything else? No, wrap this, no. This segment up. I think that was a little illuminating thing for me. So next week we're going to talk about a different aspect of next week or next podcast. Different yes. aspect. Next year. Oh dear. Um, next fortnight. Yeah. <laughs> different aspect yes. that you can view culture, um, a way of defining and classifying culture, and then just kind of seeing again how it's changed. We're mainly talking about me because who knows where Craig's profile was from six years ago. Well, you're quite happy talking about yourself anyway, Amanda, so that'll Always. suit you hunky-dory. Absolutely. Bring it on. Yep. Great. We can talk about all the TV shows I've seen recently. Uh, that would be educational. Um, but uh, before we do that, why don't we move into some prayer requests? Mm-hmm. 
again, we love to talk about ourselves. Uh, what can we, people be praying for regarding ourselves in the next few weeks? Um, well, obviously, since we last had an episode, um, we've gone back to school. Mm-hmm. So Sam has started online again, and it looks like the rest of the year will be online, which is exciting. Um, it has generally gone well. I think he started relatively well, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, the three-week break only buys you so much relief coming back in, and so he's definitely had some days, mainly in the last week-ish, where he's just gotten kind of tired of the yeah. screen again and just said, I don't like doing school this way. Um, However, he did, he did win Student of the Week a couple of weeks ago, yes. so that's that's exciting. Absolutely. And by, no, by no means a, a token award that is simply... Uh, handed around to all the students in turn. Not I'm at sure. all. I'm sure he really earned it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but and then today he also got to start an activity because he was the best listener. That's right. And Craig is not convinced that was true, but I was there, folks. Anyway, um, we trust Miss Brooks. She's a great teacher, and so. we're really thankful for her this year. So yeah, just keep praying for Sam uh, in school. Um, you can give thanks, I guess. I guess it's not been since Christmas or before Christmas that we were on. We had a fairly restful Christmas and New Year period. We were able to get out of town for a couple of nights and just enjoy some time away as a family. Even even the first couple of weeks of January uh, were, I guess, quite relaxed. So that was good to recharge a little bit. Things have definitely picked up in terms of pace the last uh, couple of weeks. Church is keeping us, you know, fairly busy um, back into... Um, the Gospel of Mark, which has been the kind of series between sort of New Year and Easter, the last two, the last couple of years. Um, I really love getting into Mark. It's it's amazing. So um, there's so much to say there that we can. Um, I was going to say it's so relevant, mm-hmm. uh, but a friend of mine recently pointed out quite rightly that uh, when we say a certain book of the Bible is very relevant for now. For example, the Book of Ruth. I know I was saying that last year a lot. Uh, they'll say, you know, does that mean the rest isn't? Um, so let me just say that I, th- I think Mark speaks in a very powerful way uh, to the human condition in a way that I find endlessly fascinating. Um, anyway, we are uh, continuing that just now. We're getting you know, a fairly decent turnout, although we're still, well, we're, we're, we're deep into a second wave now. Um, I think it was only really beginning last time we spoke. Um, so if anything we're not encouraging people to stay away but we're encouraging people if they have any symptoms or they have any suspicions at all of contact to just stay at home and we provide a live stream and that's been a way to to keep things going uh, as well but those who can attend are able to as well Mm -hmm. yeah and the volunteers those who can attend are able to attend that means the same thing anyway (laughs) okay Um, yeah the volunteers uh, has been busy we've had one volunteer um, he was due to fly back at the end of February mm. at the end of his two years and um, we had to move his flights up to try to beat this uh, February 15th hotel requirement uh, quarantine that the UK is bringing in um, so he flew back on the 2nd of February and is able to quarantine with his parents instead of having to pay £1,750 to stay in a hotel yeah and you also, Amanda, have had a little bit of uh, rejigging. Well, you're going to be having more rejigging of, of other Striders, short-term volunteers within the country as well, one yeah, in particular. Yeah, one of our volunteers wasn't able to get to his placement mm-hmm. um, last year because of 
restrictions and ministries kind of not working at um, full capacity and stuff. So he came through to Santa Cruz and has spent the last six months working at an orphanage here. Um, and that is finishing at the end of February. Oh, yeah. And we are able to organize his original placement. Um, so I've been kind of on the phone mm. a lot this week, just kind of sorting that. Um, so he is going to be traveling to Oruru in March. Yeah. And for his last year being able to get to the placement that he was originally supposed to go to when he arrived November 2019. Shout out to our Burnside Blair Beth listeners. Uh, this is Andrew, of course, that we're talking about. Um, I really I kind of fear for that orphanage without him. He is beloved there and has proven to be a dab hand with horses that uh, I don't think they nor he were really expecting. So that's uh, the things you learn when you're uh, on the mission field, eh? Imagine coming out to the mission field to do something and, and ending up doing something completely different. Imagine, what? that's crazy. What? <laughs> when has that ever happened I before? Know. <laughs> I know, right. Um, speaking of the Latin Link team, we're looking forward to next week, which is, um, I guess, it's, a, it's the approach to Lent, uh, which here is called Carnaval. So the Monday and Tuesday are a holiday. Uh, but we're going to be spending Saturday till Tuesday, more or less, with the, the other members of our team, some of them in person, others virtually, but we're going to be having our first real team gathering for, goodness, 18 months or so, right? Yeah, well, we, we've been meeting regularly online on yeah. Zoom, um, but this is the first time where we are meeting... Residential, really, eh? Presencial, cara a cara. Um, so it's optional whether you attend virtually or in person, but it's happening in our city, so we are going to go... Um, mm. so we're looking forward to that. Yep. Um, some time we're gonna, it's a retreat, so it's about meditation and reflection and kind of helping the soul. Yeah. Which we all need. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we're going to be looking at quite in depth at the book of Habakkuk, uh, and I'm quite excited about that. In fact, our team leader, Graham, very kindly came to Trinity on Sunday Sunday passed and preached in Habakkuk, so I think that was a, a nice little taster of what might be to come. I was going to say it's a very relevant book, but I don't think I should now. <laughs> uh, and I guess the last thing, yeah, straight after that, in fact, uh, and I guess this ties up the podcast nicely, uh, we started talking about this course at Alfarero, or Alfarero's where Amanda did this course, sorry. I'm going to be teaching a course myself there next week on biblical contextualization. So uh, it's specifically aimed at the sort of missions training program that they are now launching there. And the idea is to, the, 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 the ethos of the course is essentially um, to help uh, people show, see better how to apply the Bible in their own context, specifically looking at, you know, how just really foreign the Bible is to us in so many ways and ways that we very quickly forget uh, but there's so many cultural nuances in the Bible that um, we can sometimes forget about when we're quick to maybe get straight to the application. So I, I'm going to be trying to help students see how we can, uh, in fact, get a far richer application if we're willing to work with those things first. Uh, and then uh, we can do that in ways that are surprisingly um, relevant. Yeah, I'll use that word. Relevant to our own culture. 
<laughs> so yeah, that I'm looking forward to that. And you're doing it intensively, which means yes. it's over three days. Yes. Online, it's virtual, you know, um, which is how I did mine as well. Twelve hours of Zoom over three days, and yep. you'll be doing that the same as well. Twelve hours over three days. I'm gonna miss you, honey. I'm gonna miss you too, me mm. and Sam. To me, me and Sam for three days. Yearning, yearning. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, kind of feels like we should get a room at this point. So it's a, bit, it's a bit weird. We are alone in a room right now. Yeah, but that doesn't actually happen that much these days. It doesn't. Oh. So, so why don't we why don't we make the most of this then by ending the podcast, uh, by ending this episode and saying thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, it's good to be back, and we hope uh, to be back fairly soon with our next episode, next yeah. couple of weeks or so. Thanks so much, everyone. God bless. Ciao. Bye. For more information on ourselves or our ministry, please visit our website at cramandaham.blogspot.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time on Lost Cunningham.